Okay, Sutton, are we ready to roll? Did I make a sandwich before starting the podcast? Yes. Was it delicious? Absolutely. Was it enough? No. Did I make two more tacos? After that, yeah. So your boy is carved up. He's ready to go start the show. And ding-a-ling-a-lang. Bing-bong-boom. Let's do it. Hello. How was Joshua Tree? I'm going to say something. Oh. That might be an unpopular opinion. Okay. But I thought Joshua Tree was a little overrated. Oh, whoa. And when I say a little, I kind of mean a lot. Why was it overrated? And why are you pissing off everybody who lives in the tree of Josh? Hear me out. Okay. The Joshua trees themselves are very freaking cool. Okay, I'll give you that. It's a tree, but it's like curvy. But like the and it looks like a cactus the way it's shaped, but it's wood and it's got these like cactus looking plants on the end and it's very cool. Okay, get that, love that. But like Joshua Tree itself is just like there's nothing there. Like my mom made it seem like there's like all these cute shops and it's like so fun to like walk around and like shop and like explore. Nothing. Nothing. I mean, there was like one cute store wow. called like Acme or Acme something or other. Jeez. Great stuff for the home. Loved it. Cute pots, lots of like handmade things to like hang on the walls, knickknacks for the home, you know, just to like zhuzh up to the space, like for sure. Like head on out, hit up, hit up that store. It's very cute. But I don't know. I just like everybody in LA just like loves Joshua Tree. Like everyone's like going to Joshua Tree for the weekend, like might move here. Like real estate's pretty good. Like love it there. So I was just really thinking it was going to be like everything. And it was just eh. Did your mom still love it? Was she still? Loved it. Like loved it. Like wants to spend her birthday there. Man. I do yeah. like the word zhuzh up. Zhuzh. Zhuzh. I was just thinking, I don't even know how to spell that word. I was going to say, how do you think one spells zhuzh? <laughs> I don't know. Zhe Let's just like, okay, everyone out, all the wife tears out there right now, start at, start saying out loud how you think you spell zhuzh. I'm going to, do you think it starts with a Z? A zhuzh? It doesn't start with a Z. Zhuzh, I'm going to uh, phonetically, Z, U, U, zhuzh, Z. I'm going Z-U-U-Z. Zhuzh. Zhuzh. It's probably French, so it's probably like... I was thinking like G-E-U-Z-E -E was like an apostrophe over one or two of those letters. G... Zhuzh. G-U-E-Z? I think E-U. I think E-U. G-E-U. Zhuzh. I don't know. I think there should be a J somewhere. Zhuzh. We're about to zhuzh up this show real quick. So what do you think zhuzh mean? Does zhuzh mean like you're making shit fancy? Uh, not fancy. Just like... Kitschy? Yeah, and like just like refreshing and improving. Like zhuzhing. Does it have to do with like making something boho? I feel like I hear of boho. I mean, yeah, I could see that. I could see why your brain goes there. Yeah. For sure. Boho is just very in right now with interiors, which... 
Abinubo for a hot minute, just saying. But yeah, a zhuzh, like a zhuzh. You just like move things around, like play with things. Tish is queen of the zhuzh. Like I got here and that's the first thing she was doing. She spent a full 90 minutes zhuzhing these new chairs she bought for the sitting room in her kitchen. And I literally, she was so high. And I literally, like her assistant was here. I looked over and I was like, Tish says she's so busy all the time, but this is what she does every day. Yeah. She gets high and then just moves all her furniture around and calls it being busy. Zhuzhing is just like stoned OCD people. Mm-hmm. But I do it sometimes and I'm not stoned. What are you moving around? Like once I put something somewhere, that's where it is. No, no. sometimes you take some things off of like a shelf in one room and put them on a shelf in the other and it just like makes the room or you like take a pillow away or add something and it's just like, oh, that just like made the space. Zhuzhing. Zhuzh. Yeah. I like it. We need to zhuzh a lot of things in this world right now. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Have you gotten your vaccine yet? Not yet, bro. Have you, wait, you got the one. You got the first one. I got one because I'm technically Sarah's caretaker. Did you get the one where it's two? Do you have to get two shots? Yeah, I got the Modern, bruh. Mm-hmm. So obviously Sarah is has comorbidities and is immune compromised and like this, she's the person that needs this, but then also like I need it because I'm the one like is going out of the grocery store and going, getting your medication and stuff. So I'm just like around people. So that's why I get And you've got high blood pressure. I'm on new meds now. They're like tweaking my shit. The doctors are up, up all up in my fucking blood, zhuzhing shit around right now. Yeah. They got to zhuzh that blood pressure and get a handle on it. Yeah. So I got the Modern, okay. just like warning for everyone out there that's going to get the vaccine. The first dose, rub that arm, baby, because that shit's going to hurt for a couple days. And apparently the, the, the hack is that you rub your arm so like it distributes better in your arm. Mm -hmm. With any shot, they tell you to move your arm around so it doesn't get stiff after you get a shot. Oh, I didn't know that. It's pretty common. And with our horses, when they get vaccination every year they do it in the neck and and they tell us to like make walk the horse around so they're like moving their neck around so it doesn't get stiff after shots i think this is a thing so anyways i'm worried about number two because i hear number two make, just makes you just hurt but then my dad who's almost 80 got it and he was like i was fine you're fine and yeah. was, so like i don't know i don't know what's going on maybe you're just unlucky I don't know. You know, my arm was fine after four days. So now we, we'll just see what the second one is. But anyways, four days, four days, man. I got all that, all that antibodies just ripping through my veins, man. I'm ready to go. I got that microchip in my arm. Bill Gates is coming over later. He knows where I'm at. I'm excited about Seriously. it. Seriously, that's obviously a joke. I don't believe that Bill Gates has put a microchip in my arm. But you know what? You can't be too careful these days because everyone is angry. And that's what I think. Literally everyone is angry. We were just talking about this yesterday. Why is everyone so cranky all the time? Like, why? Because everyone's like, been stuck. I guess. Like, we've just experienced so many rude people while I've been out here. And even, like, leaving the National Airport. It's like, I could, like, I could, like, really go ham on this. But I was going through security and I was in the TSA pre-check line and this freaking TSA agent was like yelling at this poor woman in a wheelchair. I guess like it, she, she like, they were like trying to figure out how to get her through like the security thing. And he was like, well, can you walk at all? 
Like, that's how he said it. Wow. And she was like, I mean, I can, uh, yeah, I can like walk through the metal detector if that's what you want or whatever. And he was like, yeah, okay, let's, yeah, let's walk through. And was like, and then she did, and then it went off, and then something else, and then he made her, and then he was like, oh, and was like, she's got to go over to, and started screaming, and she was so upset, and I just like felt so bad for her. I really wanted to call National Airport and complain about the guy. It's like, why, like, it wasn't even that busy. Like, why do you have to be mean to people? I just don't get it. Then we go to brunch out here in good old Los Angeles, and the hostess develops one heck of an attitude with us. She, like, told us, like, 45-minute wait, so we, like, go do some things, come back in 45, and she's like, I think it's going to be another 20. And my mom gave her attitude and was like, well, you told us 45, and here we are. So, like, where's our table, basically? And then the hostess was like, well, it's going to be 20 minutes. So I walked away to go grab a coffee because I was like, I can't stand here for 20. And the minute I walk away, apparently she's like, oh, your table's ready. And then so my mom was like, okay. And she was like, wait a minute. There's only three of you now. And my mom was like, she went to get a coffee. She'll be right back or whatever. And she's like, well, I can't see you until the whole party's here. And my mom was like, well, she'll be right back. Like, why can't we just sit down and go ahead and order? And she was like, giving her tood. And then like they waited a few minutes and then they were like, oh, so she's just going to eat somewhere else. So it's just three. And the girl literally said to her, you're lying. <laughs> literally said, you're lying. And my mom was like, oh my God. And then they waited till she walked away and another hostess came up and then they were like, oh, her table, they, we got buzzed or whatever. And that girl sat them. And then the girl came storming over to the table and was like, I told you, you couldn't sit down yet. Like she took it that far. My mom was livid. Wow. She was a dude with a tood. It was nuts. And then she was like glaring at us. It was like an outdoor patio stitch. And she like, we could see the hostess stand from our table. She was literally glaring at us the whole time. Then I went to Whole Foods yesterday and I, I don't live here. This Whole Foods is different than my Whole Foods. I don't know. I have my little basket with all my stuff. And there's two bottles of wine in there. And I, I go to self-checkout because in Tennessee, you can do that. And this girl's like, excuse me, snapping. Excuse me. Oh, nothing makes me more mad than a snap. You can't do self-checkout with wine. Oh, okay. I'm so, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. She goes, mm-hmm. And then so then I go. Then she's like, you have to go through the other one. She's like pointing. And I was like, okay. So I start walking. Up. She goes, She goes. excuse me. Excuse me. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? She was like, the line's back there for, for these lines. You have to go back there. And I wanted to be like, well, then why didn't you fucking point that direction, dum-dum? Yeah, that's when you start, she starts snapping. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Then you need to fucking tell me where to go. All right? And stop being a dude oh, with a tood. Yeah. All right? Go yeah. zhuzh some shit and up over in fucking. Go zhuzh your attitude is what she needs to do all right yeah so everyone out there stop being dudes with toods all right just fucking get the vax or don't whatever get the vax and relax yo get the vax and relax that needs to be the slogan for the cdc (laughs) (laughs) it is good (laughs) oh shit don't be a dude with the toot get the vax and relax Hire us, CDC. Hire us. Uh. Oh, that's really funny. That got me. All right. I'm so Well, should we start the show? Oh, yeah. We should. I think it's you. I think so. All right. Let's do it. Bros and hoes coming at you from the West Coast in California. You're listening to your favorite thing podcast with... Well, Sam, Brandy, we're about to zhuzh up your life, kids. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, airport anxiety, it's a real thing. Between constantly checking my pockets for my ID or forgetting the gate number, even though I just looked at my boarding pass, I'm stressed. But here's the thing. If you travel with base, your bag has the function and the fashion to keep you calm, carefree, and looking good. Sarah and I have been using base luggage 
for years, long before they even started sponsoring the show. Truly, I have a bunch of base luggage and I love it all. My absolute favorite piece, though, is the convertible weekender bag. I have it in three colors because I literally take it everywhere. And the best part is the bottom compartment unzips completely if you get the convertible bag because sometimes I don't need that extra space. So I just take the top part. But other times, you know, like I refuse to check a bag. So that really helps me out. So you guys got to check it out. Every piece made by Bays is made to look better with miles. So you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Bays has over over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Bays has your personal items covered. And right now, Bays is offering our listeners out there 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash YFT. Go to basetravel.com slash YFT for 15% off your first purchase. That's Base B-E-I-S, travel.com slash YFT. I guess we can talk Batch because we only really talked about The Bachelor on our Patreon thing, which, by the way, if you're a tier two erotic grandpa, grandmas and grandpas, Patreon member, you can do our lives. We do once a month. And so we talked about the last episode of The Bachelor. So we can just do like a quick like run through, I guess, to start the show. It feels so wrong that there's no Bachelor on Monday now. I know. He did what we thought, well, at least what I thought he was going to do, which is pick nobody. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you surprised? I'm surprised at how it went down at the after the final rose, I guess. Yeah. There was just so much silence. It was just weird. Yeah. And it's, I get like there's no live audience, so that makes it different for sure. Like Matt knew what he was going there to talk about, right? Like he's prepped. Like he knows what, what he's walking into and he still had nothing to say. Like sat there in silence at the end for so long without saying anything. And I just, I don't know. I didn't love that. Yeah, it was a weird vibe. The whole night was weird. Emmanuel Ancho's suit was way too tight. I mean, I don't know. He's in such great shape. You gotta, he needs a little bit of breathing room. Also, Manuel, when you sit down, you gotta unbutton your jacket. I was just waiting for that. I was just waiting for that button to pop off and blow a fucking lighting rig out because it would have been shot out like a shotgun blast. He did a great job. I hate to say this, I'm kind of glad it's over. Me too. I'm ready for a fresh start. But I'll tell you what, Matt's brother, John. Yeah. I've made some calls and I'm going to need John to be hanging out in paradise. All right. I mean, that would be everything. My favorite thing about John, he kind of seems like he's like a hard dude, like you wouldn't want to fuck with him. But mm-hmm. my boy is drinking Chardonnay the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was funny. I just love that he was like, I'm going to ask tough questions. All right, what makes you and my brother compatible? And she's like, hmm, I would say trust. We both trust each other a lot. And, you know, like it really seems to work. And you're thinking that John's going to be like, that's bullshit. Then he's like, okay, I like that answer. You're like, that was it? I thought you were going to ask the hard questions here. All you had to do is come back with loyalty and trust, and that's all you need? All right. I'm glad it's over. I'm glad the new one's starting. It's an Albuquerque they're filming that one. That's pretty cool, actually. What the fuck's in Albuquerque? Aliens. Aliens. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like New Mexico is like big time alien territory. Yeah, I like Sounds that. Fun. Yeah. What if there was a date where they just get abducted? That'd be sickening. And they just and they, and they get anally probed. Oh, that's sorry. That's fantasy uh, suite. That's that fantasy I suite. I don't want to see. My bad. My bad. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good turn. When does Katie's season premiere? Do we even know? I think they're trying to get back on schedule now. So 
It used to be that The Bachelorette would air around mid-May and it would go to end of June and then, God willing, Paradise happens. Then Paradise airs in August. Mm-hmm. And then I think they're going to have another Bachelorette and then they always film Bachelor like October, November. Mm. And then that airs in the beginning of the year. I don't know, hmm. man. It's all wackadoo now. It's whack. Yeah. Whack. But as long as we get paradise, I'm fine with all of it. Same. Same, 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 same. You got some fave things though, bro? Bro. Okay. Yes, I do. My mom and I watched. I've been on the Amazon Prime kick because I'm at Tish's house and her credit card's connected. Yeah. Love that. So we rented this movie. I've had my eye on it for a few weeks. It's called Land. Okay. Did I mention it before? I don't think so. I'm trying to remember that chick's name. Robin Wright Penn. Robin Wright from House of Cards. Remember her? Yeah, or Princess Bride. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. She directed this movie and was the lead. Okay. I, and that just like always blows my mind when someone can like direct themselves. That has to be so hard. Yeah. Can you find the real synopsis and read it like like you do and then I'll give my two cents about it? All right. Well, it's a pretty short one on an IMDb, but... Uh... A bereaved woman seeks out a new life off the grid in Wyoming land. That was short. Okay, yes. So this was like a Sundance film. Love a Sundance film. I would say it's like a female version of Into the Wild, but okay. not not a, not quite as good. I just love that movie. It's hard to live up to, but also not quite as like gruesome, I guess. Like that that movie was like gritty. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this one had moments, but it wasn't anywhere anywhere close to that one. Um, but it was so good. Robin Wright, like she's a phenomenal actress. Like I loved her in this. And it really is like it's one of those where like she's she's most of the movie, right? Like it's her out in the wilderness. She, the movie opens with like, she's clearly gone through some sort of tragedy where her husband and her son, um, like you can tell something happened to them, but you don't know what. And she's just like on the verge of, you know, suicide and depression and like all this stuff. And, um, and literally decides to sell everything and like pack a tiny U-Haul, drives out to Wyoming, goes to the real estate office and says, what do you got? And buys this cabin on all this land, just like in the complete middle of nowhere, like the actual wilderness. The realtor takes her up there and there, it's like no running water, no electricity, like nothing. Just this tiny cabin hanging off the edge of a cliff. And it's stunning. And then she tells like the realtor guy or whatever, when it, once he gives her the key and stuff, he's she's like, oh, hey, can you have somebody like come pick up the U-Haul and, and the rental car? And he was like, I really don't think somebody should be out here without a car. Like it can, you know, when the weather's bad and it gets really dangerous. And she was like, just please, like I'll leave cash and the keys outside. It's like, please have someone do it. So she wants to be unreachable, untraceable. She wants nothing to do with the outside world world which is crazy she's like a city gal you know i think she was like a lawyer or something so she just has like no idea about living out in the wilderness so if you watch the preview you see like it start things start to go south real freaking quick when the weather gets bad and this guy comes along and like finds her like literally on the brink of death and helps her out and then they form this connection whatever and it's just like your classic like man versus wild story of her figuring out how to live out there and it's just so so freaking good so good loved it i don't want to give too much more away or you know there's no point in watching it so i loved it tish and i both were like yes 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 also i kind of want to live in the wilderness but now i'm scared it kind of reminds me of nomadland have you heard about that one 
No, but I've heard people talk about that. Yeah, it's um, it's starring Frances McDormand, who obviously love is, her. Yeah, she's won everything. I think she won an Oscar for Fargo. I'm not sure, but it's kind of similar in that respect. She's up for I think she's up for Best Actress for the Oscars. She was up for the Golden Globes. I know that. Anyways, here it is. After losing everything in the Great Recession, a woman embarks on a journey through the American West. Living as a van-dwelling modern-day nomad. Nomad. Said it twice. So it's like taking place during the recession. She has to like just change her life. And she starts traveling around in this van. Doing like really odd jobs. All these crazy different types of jobs. And I think it's his- historical fiction. Is that a thing? Historical I fiction. I think so. Yeah. Also, the, all the people that are in it are actual nomads. They're not actors. They just found these people that are, are like kind of a part of this movement or whatever, and they just gave them lines, and they filmed them, and they're amazing in it. Where is that one? Where do you watch that one? Hulu. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Check it out. Really, really good. Obviously, uh, Francis McDormand doesn't do bad films at this point. I know we talked about, you told me to go watch Debris. Mm-hmm. It wasn't grasping me. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're so annoying. <laughs> you are the most I turned annoying. On the, I turned on the first episode, and I, it didn't grasp me, but I'm willing to give it another shot because I do like the idea. But I need you to sell me on it. First of all, we haven't really talked about it. I said I was going to watch it, and a lot of like YFTers oh. have been watching it. I thought you had seen it. No. I don't think since the last ah. episode, but I caught up, I think, the last three episodes I'm in now. Okay. How in the world does this not grasp you? I don't know. It just didn't. Okay. So, two agents from two different continents and two different mindsets must work together to investigate when wreckage from a destroyed alien spacecraft has mysterious effects on humankind. Debris. Okay, first of all, it's a guy and a girl who are, I don't know, I guess they're like CIA or whatnot, having to, so there was a spaceship that's been like crashing into Earth. Uh All the crash fragments have like weird properties to them, like, a lot of them is like antimatter. So if someone picks it up, they'll fall through. Like they'll be like in the top floor of a high rise and they pick it up, they'll like fall through all the floors and land on the bottom floor and be like totally dead. Or it'll like manipulate you and make you start seeing things. It's absolutely insane. And like every story, find out more about like what this debris can do and what it's doing to people. And it's like super spooky and super creepy. And it's amazing, and you need to keep up with debris. Okay, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start it over, because yeah, I watched like part of the first episode, and then like when the chick was driving with her son in the back, and then the blood starts coming out of her eyes, and she like floats off, and the kid is real creepy about it, like pulls her out of the car. I'm like, what's up with the kid? Um, and then she like starts floating off and then all of a sudden she like floats off into this like cyclone of other bodies. I just like, it's just a lot. I just don't really. Did you even finish that first episode when you find out like what that kid was and everything? No, no, no. I haven't yet. Don't tell me. Well, you have to at least finish an episode before you say if it grasped me or not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Are you kidding me? (laughs) You watched like 15 minutes of this, of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, you kill me. 
Well, I highly recommend Debris, everybody out there. Don't listen to Brandy. She's always got bad hot, hot takes anyways. You probably shouldn't watch oh Land. God. That movie's probably terrible, it's too. so good. Land is awesome. Have you heard about all the hubbub, the hullabaloo, if you will, about the Zack Snyder cut for Justice League? No. Okay. I'm going to do a very bad job because I'm not a nerdy guy that would know all about this, but I'm going to try my best to explain what I think is going on with the Zack Snyder cut for Justice League through what I learned on TikTok. So, oh, boy. TikTok. Okay, here we go. Okay, so Justice League. That came out, I think, like a couple years ago, and that is Batman tries to bring together, you know, basically like the Avengers, but of the DC world to fight this like crazy evil alien named Steppenwolf. Okay, so it's Batman played by Ben Affleck. And then of course you have Wonder Woman's Gal Gadot, and you have Ezra Miller, who is the Flash. So, anyways, it came out you know a couple years ago. I saw it. I was like, this is so bad. It's just trying to be the Avengers. It's just not. It's not funny or redeeming or cool or gritty. It's just like all the things that it could be. It's just not. It's too bad because you have a lot of really amazing superheroes. In this thing. And then I guess I found out that Zack Snyder, who is a famous director, he directed like The Watchmen and 300 and like Man of Steel and like a lot of stuff. So I guess Zack Snyder was pinned to be the director of this Justice League thing. And everyone was really excited because he's done some really amazing work in the past. I guess he filmed like the entire thing, like filmed the entire movie. And then I think his daughter passed away or someone really close to him passed away. I'm sorry. I don't really know the story, but like I learned about it on TikTok. I'm not a nerd. Someone passed away and he had to like step aside. So then DC was like, well, we need to finish this movie. What are we going to do? So they brought in a director who worked on some of the Avengers movies. Okay. Mm -hmm. Finish the film. So this director comes in, sees what the Zack Snyder cut is, is like, we need to redo this. He brings everybody back in, all the big stars, Jason Momoa, Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, Ezra Miller, brings them all back in for reshoots. They film a whole lot of new stuff for the Justice League that originally came out completely changed the story and like cut a lot of stuff out so then i guess what happened is is that the transcript for what Zack snyder Zack snyder's movie was going to be got released and apparently a bunch of like comic book nerds were like what the fuck this was going to be so amazing why did you change this movie so much this is ridiculous so, like, I think it started, like, this, like, grassroots movement of, like, wanting to see what the Zack Snyder cut was going to be. So, HBO Now just released the Zack Snyder cut. It's four hours long because it was never cut for, you know, for theaters. But Sarah and I watched it the other night, and it was fucking amazing. <laughs> fucking amazing. You watched a four-hour movie? Yeah, but here's the thing, Brandy. I will binge seven hours straight of Love After Lockup or oh My 400-Pound Life. And, like, so what's four hours of, like, a good film, you know? Uh, yeah, you're right. Anyways, it was so amazing. And I was like, this movie's awesome. Like, it's gritty. It's super unsaturated or desaturated. It just feels completely different thing. So much so that we, Sarah and I were watching it and I was like, did I see the original one? Like, and I, I just don't remember it. 
So then afterwards, we went back and watched the original Justice League. Mm-hmm. Horrible. I totally get if Zack Snyder had a four-hour film that you got to cut that to like two and a half hours because people can't just like live in IMAXs, you know? What they're cutting out was really cool stuff and also like super not cost-effective for the production company that made it, cutting out crazy action scenes and blow-up scenes. And I don't even remember if at the end of the original Justice League, Jared Leto's in it, you know, because he's like the Joker. But in the end of the Zack Snyder one, like Jared Leto's in it. Are you telling me that you might have paid Jared Leto to come be in your film and then you cut him out of it, and but you still paid him? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And here's my whole takeaway of it. And this is why I think the end of cinema is nigh. Because mm-hmm. I had no problem sitting down in the comfort of my own home watching a four-hour film. The story was so much more compelling because it was just drawn out and I understood everything. In the original Justice League, the bad guy is this guy named Steppenwolf, okay? Like the band. Mm-hmm. In the Zack Snyder cut, Steppenwolf is like the lackey. He's like not even the real bad guy. He's like the guy that has to go do like the dirty work for the real bad guy. And then they have to fight the real bad guy in the end of it. And they completely cut out the real bad guy in the first one. It's absolutely bonkers. Anyways, if you got four hours to burn, which I know you do, because we're all stuck in quarantine, we got fuck, we're all dudes with dudes, and we gotta relax and get the vax. <laughs> Go watch the Zack Snyder cut. I really enjoyed it. Here's my other thing that I just really loved out out of the whole thing. When you watch the film, Gal Gadot who can fly, and it's Superman who can fly, and Aquaman, you're not really sure what he can do, but. Yeah, you know, he's kind of flying. The Flash can, like, run at the speed of light. So, like, they're like, all right, let's go. Let's go get him right now. And then everyone goes. Everyone gets there, and they're, like, fighting and kicking ass. And then it's always, like, five minutes later, Batman shows up. Because Batman can't fucking fly. Batman can't do shit. So Batman's just like, wait up. Okay. I'm here. You guys You guys already killed everyone? Okay. Good fighting, y'all. He can't do shit in comparison to everybody else, and he's always late to the party, and it's so funny. And so, like, I know like, a lot of people are like, this is a trash film. I don't even want to do it. I'm telling you, man, I absolutely loved it. Wow. I'm all about it. Zack Snyder okay. cut. Check it out. And also, let's just have that be how movies are made now, is that, like, you just don't cut yeah. away. Like, so there's this one scene. It really kind of bummed me out, okay? So there's this one scene in the Zack Snyder cut where Gal Gadot goes to save, there's like these bombers that are about to like blow up a museum and there's like a little field trip. She shows up and this he, she has this little conversation with this girl and this little girl's, you're my hero, can I be like you when I grow up? And Gal Gadot like gets down on one knee and is like, you can be anything you wanna be when you grow up, you're so much stronger than you realize. And it's like this really touching thing and it's like super empowering for like women, but also for like little kids, you know? And you need those kind of messages in this in those movies. And then we went back and watched the original one. Gone. They cut the kids out of the fucking thing. You're like, what? What? Are you kidding me? And then she beats everyone's ass and explodes like the entire building. She jumps out, she saves everybody in the Zack Snyder one. And then the original one, none of that happens. And you're like, wait, hold on. You spent all that money on CGI or actually blowing a building. I don't even know. You cut out this like really cool message for like young women who are like probably really need it in these weird times for what? To save a couple minutes? 
I'm over it. Don't need to go to the theater anymore. Let's just have it be HBO Max, guys. Four hours. If you went and watched Game of Thrones. I know. That's 40 hours. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of my life. I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, who goes to the theater anymore? Yeah, we're just at a pivotal moment. But my thing to this is, is that like, stop cutting cool shit out of movies. Yeah, I agree. Get off my soapbox about that. Just like a quick challenge update. I was real mad at CT by the way that he treated Big T. He like did her real dirty. Now they're back together and I'm, I'm happy and like some order has been restored in the world. I'm team Anissa right now, but also CT, you're back in my good graces. Not that you care, but that's just where we are with that. I have no clue what you're talking about. Yeah, it's okay. Zero. I'm reading a cool book right now. Do tell. Need a new book. It's called The Gray Man. Oh, look at that. Upcoming film. Ah. Oh, my God. With Ryan Gosling. Love. Chris Evans. Oh. Ana de Armas. Charlize Theron. Wow. What? I nailed that, didn't I? I didn't even know this was going to be a movie. You should read the book before this comes out. It's kind of like the born identity, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's in that mm -hmm. vein. He's like a hired gun, super badass Navy SEAL. He's not even employed by the government because he's like just so badass. He's like a kind of a hired gun, but like does like a lot of the dirty work for America and stuff. Here's the overview. Court Gentry is known as the Gray Man, a legend in the covert realm, moving silently from job to job, accomplishing the impossible and then fading away. And he always hits his target. But there are forces more lethal than Gentry in the world. And in their eyes, Gentry has just outlived his usefulness. Now, he's going to prove that for him, there is no gray area between killing for a living and killing to stay alive. The Gray Man. It starts with him, he's in, like, the Middle East, and he's doing some, like, covert op thing, and it starts with this crazy helicopter crash, and he's, like, able to escape, and he's running away, trying to hide, because the Taliban's come into the, to the helicopter and started torturing the Americans, and he's a couple miles away, and he's got a sniper rifle, and he's like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't shoot these Taliban guys, because if I do, then I'm going to give away my, where I'm at, you know? you know what, fuck it, I'm the gray man. And then he just starts blasting these Taliban dudes out. And then apparently he kills kind of like the wrong guy, like the brother or something, or like the son of some big shot asshole, puts a like a big time number on his head. And then he's just like running for his life. But the motherfucker is just killing everybody. And the way he does it is amazing. Anyways, if you're into like those type of books... <laughs> The way he does it is amazing. Yeah, dude, this guy is fucking just beats ass, takes things, oh. man. Mark Greeny, the gray man. Also, I think this is a series, too. Like, I think there's a bunch of them. So I don't know if anyone else is having this problem. And I don't know if it's because I think we turned over into like an alternate universe or like timeline or something. I'm not sure what's happening. For some reason, you're silverware. You have you have big spoons and small spoons and big forks and small sporks. 
small, small, small mm -hmm. forks. Mm -hmm. Since this whole, and maybe this is just me, but I have a feeling that a lot of people are dealing with this. Since this whole pandemic and lock, lockdown, we've gone from an even number of small forks and big forks to now, I have like two big forks and I somehow now have like 47 small forks. And I haven't even bought new forks, but for some reason we have so, like it's comical now where I'm like, you know, because like there's like one little spot for like the big forks and there's the no little spot for the small forks. It's now comical because the small forks are overflowing into the spoon and the big fork area. I don't know. I mean, you know, losing my mind or like shifted over to like a different time universe or something. In this reality, I have more small forks. Are you having this problem? Kind of. But mm -hmm. my first question is, are you a big fork guy or a small fork guy? I'm a big fork guy, but my fiance okay, is a small fork guy. I'm a small fork guy. Like, I don't even want to use the big forks. Like, yeah. don't want them. So I feel like I'm losing small forks and all, and all my forks are big forks, but I don't want a big fork. I don't like a big fork. I like a small fork. Dude, I'm getting all your small forks and you're getting all my big forks. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and don't even get me started on the spoons. If you think I hate a big fork, I really hate a big spoon. Yeah. What do you use a big spoon for? Nothing. Mixing dog food. That's what I use mine for. You mix dog food? Well, for a minute there, I was mixing, uh, giving Astra wet food and her dry food. So I was like, well, I like, fuck a big spoon. I'll just use them for Astra. Astra's fancy. You're zhuzhing up her food and shit. This is zhuzhing. Trying to put some weight on the little gal, you know? I'll tell you what's a great little hack for dogs. And I'm sure like some YFTers would be like, that's not true, that's bad for dogs. But I've looked it up, so suck it. A raw egg in the dog food? She won't touch it. She will not touch it. Really? She's the pickiest eater. Oh, our dogs love the raw egg and it's really good for their coats. It's really good for their I skin. Know. I tried it. I tried that. I tried chicken broth, won't touch it. Salmon oil, won't touch it. Like she's the freaking weirdest. Wow. I got one more thing. What do you got? Uh, I got a game, actually. Okay, give it to me. It's like a card game, but it's like Cards Against Humanity, not like actual like playing cards, but like other cards. It's called We're Not Really Strangers. Have you heard of it? No. Okay, you should go to their Instagram because they like show like examples of what they are on their Insta. And I think they have a few different versions of this game. Like I think there's a relationship version and a breakup version. And I think there's one that's called like self-love or something. So there's different kind like types of the game, which is cool because I think depending on who you're playing with, that could be really fun. But it's a great game to play when people are drinking because people get really honest and it's really fun. And I do feel like it would be like a good game to play like if you first started dating somebody or whatever, like getting to know each other kind of thing. Mm -hmm. If you're in a group, it says make an assumption about me. You get to go around and hear what everyone just assumes about you, which is fucking hysterical to me. <laughs> this sounds like a really fun fight waiting to happen. Oh, exactly. Right. Oh, this one's good. Write a final note to your ex that they'll never see. Get it all off your chest. Tear when you feel ready. That's funny. But like the way we played it is like you write it out and then like read it to the group. Yeah. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. You guys should look into it. There's different, like I said, there's different versions of it. Um, but it's just one of those good, like, group games, kind of like Cards Against Humanity or whatever, where you just, like, kind of get to know each other, but also, like, poke fun at each other and laugh and have fun. I saw this on TikTok, and I was like, this is such a good idea. So here, here's, the, this is the guy explaining it on TikTok. So I have a game for literally anybody to try that I think you'll enjoy. What you do is look for what looks like the cheesiest, like, everyone gets killed except for one or two people horror film that you can find and like the worse the film is the better it's going to be with a bunch of friends watch 
about 20 minutes of it. Stop the movie, make a list of all of the main characters so far. What everyone does is they make their list of who they think is going to die first. And then it becomes a race for everyone there, like cheering on the killer to get their particular list of five people before other people get their list of five people uh, done. You will find yourself screaming at a television to get him, get him, get him, <laughs> while your other friend is like, is like celebrating someone getting away. It is a ton of fun, uh, and I highly recommend it. The cheesier, the better. I feel like if you like put some money on this, yeah. it could get even better. Exactly, or like their stakes, you know, like the last person yeah. left has to pay out or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I and like that. I, I thought that was like, that sounds like so much fun. Anything else? Some Muzaks? Mm, some Muzaks, I think so. Do you ever get into Lord Huron? Big time. God, I love Lord Huron. And I saw they got some new stuff. Here's uh, Mine Forever, which is the title track to their new record. sings that song it's like in every tiktok video it's like desperado sitting in an old monte carlo oh you mean rihanna that's rihanna yes unless someone's covering it and they're using it on tiktok well, that's that a rihanna song that sounds like a guy maybe somebody covered it okay well, i just want to play it because i want to understand what's happening here yeah because she does the whoa woes part i assume desperado Sitting in a old Monte Carlo, a man whose heart is hollow. Uh, take it easy. I'm not trying to go against it. Okay, that obviously is Rihanna, but with, on TikTok, I always hear a guy singing it. Oh, maybe it's a cover. Oh, I miss Rihanna. I wish she puts out some new music. Desperado. That's my question because it's cool, but like, I hear it on TikTok all the time and I'm like, who is this? Everyone's also obsessed with that astronaut in the ocean song on TikTok. Have you heard that one? I don't think so. It says a guy's name, Eduardo something. Is this it? Yeah. Yeah. Eduardo, I can't pronounce his last name. Yeah. Okay, it's just a remix. I don't know. It has to be a cover, I guess. Yeah. You haven't heard Astronaut in the Ocean by Masked Wolf? Give that a play. That's a hot one on TikTok. She said that I'm cool. I'm like, yeah, that's true. I believe in G O D. Don't believe in T H O T. She keeps playing me. What are you laughing at? Your head bop is insane. <laughs> hey, let me live my life, all right? You got anything else? Do you like Ingrid Michaelson? Love Ingrid Michaelson. Kind of had a crush on her back in the day. 
Interesting. She's got a song out with Zane called To Begin Again. I'm into it. And you know I love Zane. Another day to begin again, to begin again, to begin again. I don't know how, I don't know why, but I know that I will try to begin again, to begin again, to begin to live and love and breathe again. When the world was ending, we looked up at the sky and we talked about the last song that we I like it. I like both of them. And then Young Nikki has a new song out. It's called You Belong to Somebody Else. You belong to somebody else. It's easier to let a heart wait than make a heart break for you. I'll give you pieces of my secrets like religion to believe in. And all the jealous scars can burn me down. I love the album artwork she has for this PJ Harding compilation. It's cool, huh? Yeah. I know. Young Nikki's just. So creative and cool. You know, we have some uh, erotic grandpa shout outs. Oh, we do? Oh, you know it. Time to close the show once again with shout outs to Patreoners on your favorite thing podcast from the erotic grandpa. Shout out to Courtney I from Saskatchewan, Canada. The fact that there is a place in the world called Saskatchewan is fucking amazing. Do you think that anyone from Saskatchewan can spell the word Saskatchewan? I do not. The only word that's more difficult to spell than Saskatchewan is juge. <laughs> Shout out to Lauren F. from Ohio. They don't give me their last names, Brandy, so I'm going to make one up for them instead. Oh, goody. So Lauren F. from Ohio is Lauren Fuddruckers, because it's my favorite restaurant. <laughs> also, shout out to Carly Rose from Arizona. Is that what Joshua Tree is, Brandy? Arizona? It is not. Oh, well then good. Then th that place doesn't suck because Brandy hates Joshua Tree. <laughs> Shout out to Emily V from California. I'm going to call you Emily Viagra. Oh, lovely. Mm-hmm. Because you make all the guys excited. Shout out to Ashley S. from California. Ashley Samsonite. You were born into a luggage franchise and you're rich beyond your wildest dreams shout out to nadine r from boston college canada <laughs> she went to boston college and then also lives in canada which is exciting shout out to maura o from pa 
I think that's Pennsylvania. Is that Pennsylvania? PA? Pennsylvania. Ding, ding, ding. That's correct. Mora has the name of a 79-year-old woman from Saskatchewan. <laughs> Shout out to Laura D. Laura D's nuts from Washington. The state, not the district. Shout out to Casey S from question mark, question mark. Casey doesn't know where the fuck she is. <laughs> Neither do my big forks, by the way. We're still looking for them. And shout out to Skyla M from Illinois. Skyla M from Illinois. Skyla, is that your real name? Or is that your nickname? That's why you go by now, because you think it sounds cool. Well, guess what? It doesn't. It sounds like you're in a bad cover band. And no one comes to your shows. I'm kidding. You seem like a great bunch of people. And I love you very much. Hard candy for everybody. And thank you so much for being erotic grandpa Patreoners. Speaking of Patreon. Yeah. You guys don't know what the hell we're talking about. We started this thing called pa pa Patreon. Patreon. Patreon, yeah. I still struggle with the pronunciation. Patreon. So basically what Patreon is, is it's a membership where you get like an extra dose of YFT every week. Basically you can get like ad-free episodes. You get access to these live shows that we're going to do monthly. So if anybody was part of the the Zoom that we did, was that over COVID? We, we like did that like Zoom hangout with mm -hmm. us or whatever, where we all got drunk on Zoom together. That was fun. That's kind of what this is. And it's just like a kind of like an extrovert, like an extra episode of YFT once a month, but it's video. It's super fun. We actually had live music on this one for this first month. It was Ryan Hurd, one of my favorite country artists. So that was super cool. And it's just like, a, I don't know, fun thing. You, you guys can log into this chat room called Discord and chat with each other about the episodes. You can give us like recommendations of your favorite things, take part in polls. Just, and you get a free mug if you sign up for tier two. If you sign up for tier two, you also get an erotic grandpa shout out, which they make me uncomfortable, but if that's your thing, then sickening. It's fun stuff. Wells, where do they go to sign up for Patreon? You just go to patreon.com slash your favorite thing, and then give us all of your money and dignity <laughs> and self-respect. All of that and more. All right. We good? Cool. Yeah. What you, what's your plan now? Well, I'm leaving Thursday. I've already been here a week. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I'm just ch chilling, trying to get a suntan, um, hanging out with my mom. She's kind of cool. She is cool. Yeah. We've been spending a lot of quality time. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to go back. It's time to go back. But you know what? This is like, if I had a dime for every time I've, that while I've been here, she said, I really wish you would just move here and live with in my guest house with me. And I'm just like, oh, I got to go. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> uh, speaking of getting the hell out of here, let's go. Uh, <laughs> Love you, mom, but gotta go. Tish, can I live in your? Can I live in that? <laughs> no. All right, wife tears. We love you so much. Bye. We'll see you guys next week. Remix. It is. Desperado. Sitting in a old Monte Carlo. You both had a hostel car. Take it.
This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.